So I'm going to start with a question, and Emma now does have a microphone, so she can, she can get some of your answers. So when Christmas was still a few weeks away, I reckon that you would have known that Christmas was coming, even if no one told you. So here's the question. What are the signs that tell you that Christmas is coming? What kind of things do you see that, that uh, tell you that Christmas is on its way? If you walk through different neighborhoods, there might be lots of Christmas lights up on the houses. Okay, really hard for me to hear that up here. Christmas lights. Christmas lights, perfect. Yeah, it's everyone, some of the houses are really decked out, aren't they? What do you reckon, Isabel? Uh, um, shops. Um, pe- like people put like Christmassy stuff at shops. Christmas stuff at shops. Christmas in the shops. Yep, okay. Everything decked out for Christmas in the shops, absolutely. David, what do you reckon? What tells you Christmas is coming? You can see um, Christmas people singing Christmas carols in people the singing, shopping centres. Yeah, people are singing Christmas carols in the shops. Any more? There's lots of things, aren't there? Lots of things that tell us that Christmas is on the way. Um, but a lot of those signs don't really point to the true meaning of Christmas. You know, you, you've got lights and decorations and mince pies in the shops and the shop assistants are wearing Santa hats and you hear Christmassy music. Uh, in fact, if you work in a shop, uh, you've probably got Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas kind of on auto replay in your head. But a, a lot of this stuff doesn't actually talk about the real meaning of Christmas doesn't tell us what the Christmas story is all about. And I saw a video of some people, um, random people, and they were asked the question, what does Christmas mean to you? And here are some of the answers. A lot of people said presents, spending time with family, uh, eating and drinking, Christmas tree, decorations, lights, music. Uh, One person said it's a fun, amazing festival. Another person said having a good time on one specific day brings a lot of joy and hopefulness to people. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of those answers. I expect we all enjoy those aspects of Christmas. But there was something or someone missing from those answers. What was missing? What or who was missing from those answers? What do you reckon? Um, When Jesus was born. When Jesus was born. When Jesus was born. So the, the uh, speakers are facing that way, so I can't hear. Absolutely right, Aluchi. The whole point of Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And a few people actually did say that uh, in that video, but not many. Now, hands up. Hands up if you've ever been to a birthday party. Adults as well, have you ever been to a birthday party? Okay, I think that's most of us. So... Imagine that you went to this amazing party and there were games and decorations and food and presents and a huge cake and it was an amazing time. But the person whose birthday it was hadn't even been invited. Wouldn't that be bizarre? I mean, that would be really, really strange. It would be about as strange as celebrating Christmas without even sparing a thought for Jesus. So there are a lot of signs that tell us that Christmas is coming, but most of us, uh, most of them, don't tell us why 
we celebrate Christmas. What's it all about? Now, in our reading today, there was a sign that appears three times in the reading, and it's actually something that's up here on the stage. So I want you to see if you can tell me what it is. Okay, so this sign that appeared in our reading three times. So if you, if you think what I'm pointing to is the sign from our reading, then you can shout yes in a very loud voice. And if you think it's not, then you can shout no in a loud voice. So this lectern, was this a sign in our reading today? No? Okay. No! Well done. Delayed reaction there, but the right answer. Um, Okay, what about uh, this stable? Was this stable the sign that we saw or heard in our reading three times? Okay, what about the star? Okay, a couple of yeses for the star. If we had been talking about the Magi, the wise men from the East, they did see a star that was assigned to them, but that's not the one from today's reading. What about, um, what about this manger? No! Try again. What about this manger? Yes! yes. Okay, yes. Exactly right. So, uh, the sign was the manger. And if you look in the reading later on, you'll be able to see the three times that it's mentioned. Uh, A manger is an animal's feeding trough. And we all know that the manger is an important part of this scene. Uh, We see it on Christmas cards. We sing carols about it. Uh, Everyone knows about the manger. It is the most famous animal feeding trough in history. But it's not the manger that's important. The manger is just a sign that points to the baby lying within it. When the angel uh, announced the good news of Jesus' birth to the shepherds, he said this, Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The manger just told the shepherds, that they'd found the right baby, the one that the angel spoke of. So, who was this child? Why is he so important? Well, in Isaiah 9, verse 6, it says this about Jesus. And this was written 500 years before he was even born. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called... Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The only way that we can be brought back into a right relationship with God, a friendship with God, is through Jesus Christ. But how could the most important special person who's ever lived be born in a stable and laid in an animal's feeding trough? And it wasn't even an accident. God planned it that way. You see, God often does things in a way that is very different to what we might expect. But let me tell you about another character from today's reading. Augustus Caesar, the Roman emperor. He was the adopted son of Julius Caesar. He brought about the Pax Romana, the Roman peace Uh, which was a period of uh, stability and peace throughout the whole Roman Empire. He gave himself the title Son of God. And people said he was the saviour of the world. He was born in a palace. 
He was rich. He had a huge army. He had worldly power. And people worshipped him all over the empire as the son of God. Do you know how many people worship Caesar Augustus today? How many do you think? Any guesses? What do you think, Alucci? Five. Five? Well, you could be right, but I would say none. Zero. Zilch. There might be five strange people somewhere that do, uh, but uh, very, very few. None. (laughs) But it's a good guess. So back to Jesus. Back to Jesus. He came into the world in the most humble way imaginable. He was born into a poor family. Until the age of 30, he led a very ordinary life, working as a carpenter. He was a tradie. He didn't have any political power. He didn't have an army. The religious authorities hated him. He never wrote anything down. He didn't write a book. And his earthly ministry lasted for just three years. And yet, within a generation of his birth, he was worshipped as the Son of God throughout the whole Roman Empire. And the number of his followers grew and grew and grew. Within a hundred years of Jesus' birth, the Roman emperors that followed Augustus Caesar, those that came after him, were trying to stamp out Christianity. They're trying to wipe out Jesus' followers. They're trying to destroy the church. Within 300 years, the emperor himself had become a Christian. And today, billions of people worship Jesus all over the world as their Lord and Savior. Jesus is undoubtedly the most influential person in all of human history. The manger was a sign to the shepherds that they'd found the Savior of the world. Today, we could say this will be a sign to you. This will be a sign to us. That tiny baby lying in a manger has completely changed the course of human history and is still changing lives today in the most amazing ways. The more we investigate this story, and in particular the person at the center of it, Jesus Christ, the more signs we see that he really is the savior of the world, God's own son. So this Christmas, we need to look beyond the conventional signs of our culture, the lights and the Santa hats and the mountains of presents and the reindeer and the wrapping paper and all that goes with it. And we need to look beyond the sign of the manger. That was a sign to the shepherds. And we even need to look beyond the nativity and the carols and the costumes and the excitement. We need to focus on what all of that is pointing to because when you add it all up, you get this big neon flashing sign pointing to Jesus Christ who came into the world to bring us back into relationship with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may this service today, this gathering in your name, be a sign to all of us that the message of Christianity is true, that it can be relied upon, and that our hope in these uncertain times 
is to be found in your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who has opened up a way back to you. And we ask this in his name. Amen.